You're listening to the Sans Pants Network. Although you see no water for miles around, you are nonetheless marooned, stranded in a nightmare your people call Barovia. While I am able to travel easily between the plains, you cannot, and as such, you find Baron von Strad your jailer. There is no escape unless I, a Gogash the Mighty, can defeat him. All right, it, it, Hector's left at this point. Hector is yeah, yeah. I we would because I, I would have be lined it. Well, how far you would have had enough of a? What were you doing at the Blue Water Inn again? I was just dropping off the dog. Um, yes, that would and, have been quite quick. Yeah, yeah, and then me and I guess Cribbit would have gone to uh, the orphanage. Yeah, you will be arriving at the orphanage at about two, mm-hmm. and I would say that you, Pip, arrive at the Blue Water Inn at about two. Okay, so. Hector has well and truly left at this point. You come in and you see... How busy is it? At about two, it'd still be quite quiet. You can see the two boys playing with the dog. You can see... I would say it's switched over to Danica at Mm -hmm. this point. Danica is operating behind the bar. There's a book open in front of her, and she's doing bookkeeping. Maybe we we catch eyes, just just you know. And I like try and give her a look, like I'm doing it. I'm on the. I'm looking for the mass or whatever. She maybe gestures for you to come over. Uh, I I like give a wave to a Gogash and Chaucer to be like uh, just sit down. They Uh, grab a they grab a seat, and one of the boys comes over and asks them if they need anything. Uh. Pretty sure I figured out what it is, Danica. I think it's a, a dark mess, comma watery, or watery, comma dark mess. Whatever. I have never heard of this creature. I sort of like a. <sighs> Imagine if a... you are confident yeah. what it is, then that is what it is. Well, it's no All small right. feat to well eliminate it, but I'll try. Eliminate it. Is that not what the end girl was here? Oh, I had not expected that you would. You do not have to. Well, Danny, I know I. Perhaps that wasn't the original deal, but I think I don't think I could really live with myself if I let it. I think it's only going to get worse. She get, she someone's going to have to take care of it. And I raises and she asks you, "Is it dangerous?" And you get the impression that she she thinks quite low of you, mm. and she's asking because you get the impression that she's she's thinking, "Oh, it's not that big a deal. He's going to deal with it." I, uh, I maybe I take out a manual monster and I flip it around to show her the dark mask come watery and maybe next to it next to each entry yeah. in a manual monster there's like a little smiley face to show how <laughs> difficult it is <laughs> and maybe next to dark mask come watery it's like a really angry uh, unhappy smiley face I just don't know if there's anybody out there that has my level of um, experience I, I don't think I'd trust anybody else with it she sits with that for a moment, and once again, you can see... Well, not once again, sorry. For the first time, you can see that her her emotion changes a little bit, and you see, you obviously knew Danica more than a year ago, and you have come here with Keening, and she has seemed... She has seemed to you warmer and more, yeah. like, more, having more faith I, I imagine there was a point of time where me and Danica were almost what you might call friends. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, you could see, like, a, when she looks up at you, something behind those eyes has, like, a spark of that old familiarity. And when she starts speaking, it sounds like, and it looks like, you, for a brief moment, she believes to herself that you could be someone that she could call friend once more. A very tight-lipped smile on my face, and also very brief. I think there's a lot I, uh, I gotta make up for, so I'll close a manual de monster. Uh... Sometimes, Pip, uh, 
obviously I have lived here my entire life, as all Borovians and Valakavians and Krasikins have. It is easy to think of Strahd as a force of nature rather than a man. And when you think of Strahd as a force of nature rather than a man, you shift blame. Perhaps unfairly, she says. I, uh... I give her like a like a like an understanding smile, but like I maybe maybe Pip can't even really bring himself to respond. Mm. But it gives her an understanding smile. Maybe I put my hand on the on the on the sort of uh, the the bar top or yeah. whatever. Thanks, Danny. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna turn around to uh, a Gogash and Chorza. They a Gogash sets down. He'd been drinking from a tankard. He sets that down, stands up, and says. He can kind of tell the mm. vibe of the bar right now. And he says, uh, Chaucer, perhaps it would be safer for you to stay here with the children and the dog. Chaucer, who you've noticed, has been speaking to the boy who was still playing with the dog. And the mm. boy seems to be in rapt attention of Chaucer. Chaucer kind of like half-heartedly turns around and just like nods and says, uh, yes, yes, of course, of course, of course. Fantastic. And he turns back. He seems engaged with the boy who was engaged <laughs> with him. Great. Good. Uh, I'd like to, maybe, uh, Agogash, is he standing to leave? Agogash is standing to join you, yes. Okay, fantastic. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I, oh, I say okay. To him. We, we've got a whole mess of things to figure out, Agogash, before we start making any dangerous movement, or we, we start taking any next step of action. I slam Emmanuel de Monster down on the table, and I say, Idatham. <laughs> There's an acronym that I always follow when I'm hunting any monster. Identify the monster, decide a price, assess situation, track the monster, hunt the monster, accept payment, move on. And we're in the assess situation period right now, Agogash, so let's assess it. Agogash resumes his seat and says, then let us assess. Hector, you are striding confidently and with Cribbit the Amazing in tow Mm -hmm. towards the St. Uh, oh, no, it's pretty obvious, actually. You would find it easily enough. It's on the main street. You are striding with confidence and purpose towards mm. St. Andrew's Orphanage. Mm. It's a three, yes, three-story building. <laughs> and there's a massive sign out the front that obviously proclaims it to be St. Andrew's. And then in addition to that, you could see around the back, there is a garden or a yard sort of area. It's hard to tell, though, because it's obscured mostly by the house itself. You see a large, obvious front door, and you can hear, as you approach, children playing in the back. Okay. Uh, can I hear Yenda at all? Or do I even see? Is Yen... Is, uh... Yenda's not here. Okay. It's been a while. Uh, I did say yeah. I'd meet up in a couple of hours. <laughs> you are <laughs> four hours day. late. I'm a bit, bit late. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, well, I'll, I'll head towards the, yeah, I'll head towards the, uh, the, the front door. Okay. And, um, yeah, okay. is there like a, something to knock on? A grand oak door with a big brass knocker faces you as you approach. You can't hear anything inside the building. All noises appear to be coming from the back of the building. Well, I'll just knock. Uh, and wait uh, uh, maybe a minute. Mm-hmm. And There's some stained glass windows to both your left and right hand side. The stained glass doesn't appear to depict anything. It's just pretty patterns, basically. You can see on your right hand side, it's a big bay window as well, but with stained glass. You can see through the bay window that there are two figures inside that room. One of them, a taller one, stands up and you hear click clacking of either heels or hooves 
approaching the front door. The front door opens and you stare into the face of a very tall and stern-looking female tiefling. I'm so sad you weren't like a very tall and stern-looking horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, good afternoon. I'm looking for uh, Yenda. She's a, a halfling. She, I, I was meant to meet her here several hours ago. The woman nods slowly. I am headmistress Claudia Belasco. Nice to meet you, Yenda Claudia. is through here, ah, she says. She gestures with her hand. Uh, yes, uh, well, I'm, I'm Hector, and this is uh, my, my good friend, uh, Cribbit. Hello, this one is what he means when he says Cribbit. <laughs> okay, Cribbit, <laughs> sure. You step into the entry hallway. There are some more doors here, a set of stairs, but you immediately go right following Claudia. And you enter into Claudia's office. Well, what you can only assume is Claudia's office. The door from the hallway leading into this room bears a plaque with her name, Headmistress Claudia Belasco. And the room itself appears to be a relatively modest office featuring a desk set in front of an aged fireplace, bookshelves lining the north wall with mostly official documents and volumes inside. It doesn't look like any sort of reading material. It looks like paperwork and bookkeeping. Okay. She sits down behind the desk and you can see sitting at one of the chairs is Yender. Yender looks at you with like a questioning look. Like I said, you're four hours yeah. late. <laughs> uh, so sorry, Yender. Um, we've had a very busy morning. Um, uh, Claudia gestures in... to the seat and interrupts you saying, uh, she speaks as well. I didn't mention this, but she speaks with all the authority of a headmistress, regardless of who she is addressing. <laughs> okay. So no, if okay. she's speaking to you, she's still speaking uh, like you're okay. her student. Okay. So when she was like, come on in, it was a very clip thing. Yeah. And would I, uh, uh, if, is it the aura that she was giving? Because if there was an aura, I just don't think I would have said anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. And when she gestured to the chair, she would have just said, sit. Oh, that would have sat and maybe looked at and given a, a more of a like, sorry, uh, look to, to Yenda as opposed to saying anything. There is a cup of tea in front of Yenda, which you can see she is drinking from, and some biscuits set on the desk as well. Barovian they, biscuits. <laughs> they, you can't tell if this is a Barovia thing or a headmistress Claudia Blasco thing, yep. but either way, the biscuits do not look, or if you try them, taste oh. very appealing. Um, I imagine they're really hard for some reason. literally hard tack, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Well, considering the last time I almost tried, so I was made to have some tea, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not drinking or eating. Anything well, Belasco doesn't offer, so you're fine. <laughs> Great news for this one. All right, I, I sit down uh, Your wait to be addressed. Your companion, Yender, has informed me of your reason for being here, and I have been explaining to her for some time now. She says, with an obvious hint towards Yender, not sharing <laughs> your <laughs> deference towards her as a headmistress. You can see, in fact... Headmistress Belasco has kind of a like a throbbing vein in her forehead, and Yender Yender's actually Yender actually seems quite relaxed. But you can see you can see this is her element. Mm. Yender mm. thrives in a I am inferior to you, but I am not letting you get your way sort of environment. Okay, okay, okay. I I hope you have come here to extract your companion. If I'm being honest. Right, Velasco um, says. Yes, uh, so very sorry. Um, Yender we were... takes another sip from her tea, and you now mm. realize that Velasco doesn't have a cup of tea. 
I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, well, first off, I just want to apologize. Um, I got held up at a blacksmith. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm sure uh, Yenda has already uh, mentioned that we just want to have a, a conversation to uh, Jeska um, uh, about something that went missing where his father was apprenticing for. I am here to inform you that Jeska is not to be spoken with. The child has just recently lost his father. Of course. And in addition to that, we have had um uh, uh well it's not important but what have you had maybe yender maybe it's like yender has been the bad cop <laughs> wearing the headmistress down so that you the good cop could come in as the soothing bomb you see you see that within the headmistress's eyes it's like it's like she had a a thick hide for this. She did not want to say anything. But then Yender has been like with a plane or whatever, just slowly <laughs> filleting away piece by piece this fucking armor until you come along as literally the last straw slowly falling down upon the wound. And when you touch it, it cracks. You do not need to push hard. You just with a lot, you were the straw that (laughs) broke the fucking camel's back. Just a very gentle, very earnest, very honest. Oh no, what happened? (laughs) Yeah, that's enough. Sometimes that's all it takes. The headmistress, headmistress stands up and you can see when she puts her hand to her head and pushes at she she kind of like fixes her bun you can see several hairs it, she wears her hair in a mm. tight bun several of her hairs have come loose she pushes some of them back into the bun and turns away from you and with exhaustion incredible heavy exhaustion in her voice she says there have been several incidents of late what do you mean by incidents uh, children playing up or well Several of the children have been roughhousing. There's always, in an orphanage, it is not uncommon for children to come here with baggage, she says. And when she says baggage, you can tell there's like another heaviness to her voice. And this is the first time... when when you cracked open for this part of the conversation, mm. you also cracked open and you can see that there is a deep welling sadness for these children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. tell that she feels awful. She not that she's done something too awful to them. It's like her heart bleeds yes, for these children. Very, for sure, very yeah. empathetic. Yeah, is uh, if she's does she leave any moment of like you know to interject or is it very much like she's going to continue talking? She is probably going to continue uh, talking. Yeah. Again, she's like, look, she might be very empathetic and very being very open and honest, but she's still a headmistress, and <laughs> I don't want to get my knuckles wrapped. Yeah, fair, fair, <clears> fair, fair. <throat> They have been, uh, like I said, roughhousing to an unnatural degree. And spates of violent actions have become, well, spates of violent actions have started happening. They, uh, they have they've become very awful, cruel even, towards each other. Jeska is, I would say, most often an instigator. And among the first that this has happened to, but it's, I don't know, it's like a disease that has been spreading through them. And this only happened when Jeska came to the orphanage? Uh, no, it predates Jeska. Jeska came here when his father passed, but it was like, it was like he already had 
this rot within him. Right, and whatever it was that was here perhaps saw the... I mean, he was very, probably very angry at the church and... Okay, yes, so he was... Right, yes. So he's been uh, acting up and... You've been here for long enough now that you can... you The children playing has been in the background pretty constantly. Mm-hmm. And now you can hear a... You're getting, you're getting it better filtered to you. You can hear that there is... It's not just the sounds of playing. Every now and then you can hear the sounds of a fight happening. Okay. The, as the kids kind of start roughhousing with each other. And maybe you can also hear distantly, presumably, a teacher or some authority figure breaking it up. Yes. But beyond that as well, you can hear a nursery rhyme being sung. Oh, no. That's never good, Adam. You maybe know this nursery rhyme. It's, a, quite, okay. a, it's quite a common one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's called The Robin. But this is not the version that you know. This is a much gorier, much more violent version of it that, thinking back, you vaguely remember one kid one time when you were when you were growing up, you remember one kid singing the song one time and then being told off about it, and that's mm-hmm. kind of it. So you know this is a version, but it is an on-purpose, awful, gory right. version that is really not encouraged. Who killed Cock Robin? I said the sparrow with my bow and arrow. I killed Cock Robin. Who saw him die? I said the fly with my teeny eye. I saw him die. Who caught his blood? I said the duck. It was just my luck. I caught his blood. Who'll make the shroud? I said the beetle with my thread and needle. And then the song just continues. It's so this version typically. Yeah. This nursery rhyme is just a a pleasant mm-hmm. rhyme about a little bird. Mm-hmm. But this version is the robin dies and then it goes through the a, mm. in a very gory detail it goes through the preparation for a funeral for the, yeah, for the robin. Right. Okay. I just like yeah, my ears sort of like prick up and having noticed that is was that have they always sung that version of the robin? The headmistress turns and you can see that she casts a very weary, sad eye towards the back of the building and she shakes her head. They know they know the Robin. I don't know where they learnt this version of it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, um... Yeska, I have spoken to him previously. We can bring him in now if you must. I insist. She turns to look at the two of you. I insist on being here. To witness this interrogation. Yes, of course. Hector, once again, you can see that... that so, mm-hmm. you are quite used to, in some places you go, being respected and hailed and doors are opened to you because you are a member of the clergy. And yep. as such, people see you as a liberator and as a savior. In... It's not as common, but you mm. have seen this happen before. Sometimes when you go to extremely troublesome places, extremely war-torn places... Or sometimes places kind of like Barovia where people's attachment to the gods is a lot Mm. thinner. Mm. People see intrusions of the clergy as kind of just bringing trouble. And you can see that the headmistress, she she sees you more as trouble than as helpful. But of course, if you you want, um, I mean, we we can, you can ask the questions. Uh, We're we're just simply asking if um, one, uh, if he knows anything about uh, the missing, uh, I look at 
like yender to see sort of what they may have already said, but I'm like the missing item, and if they did, where is it now, or who has it? And um, another question. Uh, sorry, do you do you remember who was the most uh, or who was the first person to be afflicted, as it were? Yes, I would say that I do. This all began with Miliov. Miliov. And who were Miliov's parents? Uh, he was abandoned. Abandoned. And you, do, you, do, you, do you know who they were? No, before? no, we don't, know. we don't know. He was simply dumped on our doorstep. He, uh, he, um... About a year ago? Uh, no, no, he's been here longer than that. Okay. Why okay. do you say a year ago? She says, she looks up at you... And you can see, you can see that she thinks there's something suspicious about a year ago, just as you might think that there's something suspicious about a year ago. And you think that she knows something happened a year ago. Well, it is just um, in the brief time that I have been in Valakai and even briefer time that I've been in Barovia, um, things have seemed to have gotten worse after, um, well, I guess the uprising. The headmistress gives you like a very dark look and she says yes something did happen a year ago one year ago almost to the day there was as you said an uprising and i i have some magical aptitude a very charming man came to this town and he began recruiting for this this uprising and i find i found myself I wanted a better future for them, she says, gesturing towards the back of the building. And while I did survive, I fear that I was allowed to survive. And I was allowed to survive such that I might suffer, such, such that I might watch as everything I care about is corrupted. You were there? Yes. I was there by, by his side, General Mandarin. For the first time, Yender also stiffens. You see that she sits forward a little in her seat. And, I mean, Yender already kind of knew. Pip, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Yender now has, like, added... She just came from Barovia, yeah, where, yeah, like, yeah, shit's going down. Yeah. I, um, I did not realize that uh, there were many survivors of the people that were there. There were a handful. I know several of them have seen repercussions already. But, yes... Um, he sat <clears throat> about a year ago, not, well, in your very seat, actually. And uh, so Miliov, so he was here before uh, the Miliov, yes. Was here and before. was the incident happening before? Or? Nothing before I left mm. happened. But after I came back, things started happening. I am, my understanding is that Miliov mm -hmm. uh, and Yeska work together at the church. And I have seen them before Yeska's father passed. I had seen them talking some together. I th I thought it was I thought Miliov was simply as an older boy was simply looking after Yeska. But perhaps I don't know. I don't know what's happening, and I don't know what's happened. Would you say that uh, when you came back, the the incidents they've been more supernatural in in uh, I guess uh, been more more supernatural in nature, or were they more just my magical aptitude does not come from knowledge it comes from innate power i know little of it okay um yes look if you could um if you could uh, speak to yeska or if we could speak to yeska i would 
I will fetch him. Wait Thank here. You. Thank you so much. I want to start scanning the room when she leaves. Okay. And the moment she leaves, I would like to once again cast divine sense. <laughs> nice. Okay. So this is not something that typically divine sense would pick up on, but mechanics wise. Divine mm-hmm. Sense should not be picking up on this. Divine Sense mechanically finds celestials, demons, devils, mm-hmm. undead. Mm-hmm. But lore-wise, Divine Sense can pick up many auras of good and evil. And you see, hanging all around this building, a, a evil aura. Mm. It sticks to the floor like, like, a, like a mist. It is thick all over the place. It's got an awful green tinge to it, and mm-hmm. you can see that it is otherworldly in nature, though you are unable to divine specifically what sort of otherworldly. All that you know is there is the energy, the aura of an entity from another place here. It is evil, it is vile, but it, you would identify it is not demonic, uh, it is not from hell or the abyss. It's not a devil or a demon, and it's not undead either. It's something else entirely. Also, when you cast Divine Sense, Cribbit peaks, it peaks Cribbit's interest. He looks at you and says, ooh, you learn things. He opens his book, you hear it crack open, and then he begins scribbling furiously. Not a demon, not a devil. It is not undead. Uh... Okay, I want to be like maybe scanning. It's obviously not an angel as well. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Maybe just scanning, like looking like bug-eyed, basically. uh, And Yender nods slowly. I, I see it too. You've been um, initially. I thought this might have been maybe related to the um, potentially the the what they're doing with the the cult, the king of the king of tongues. Uh, But I do not think it is. You what, mate? Uh, There's. There's a lot we need to. Day, okay. It's been. It's been. Um, initially, uh... who needs to speak to the bloody king of tongues? She <laughs> she stops herself and she's yelling it previously, but then she stops herself and kind of whispers, hisses it at you. Who needs to speak to the bloody king of tongues? <laughs> the, the, uh, it seems to be well the burgomaster of this whole place. The burgomaster of this fucking place of can this... speak to the king of tongues. No, no, they're trying to summon the king of tongues because they want to speak to. Um, Mm, I've, uh, I write, uh, I just write the name down. You get half of the name out and she stops you. Don't fucking write it out. <laughs> so they need to, well, they need to summon him. And then because they, 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 and they're, they're very close. We, He's fucking here. So he, <laughs> I'm like nodding and I'm like, I don't, I think the only thing. Wait, he, wait, wait, wait. Do you, do you mean like, like Barovia or do you mean fucking Valakai? I do not know. All I know yeah, is that. Losing her mind. It's, all I know. It's it's, it's it's just nice to know. There's almost like yeah. a shorthand here yeah, yeah, between yeah. two, I guess, clerics to be like, yes, and I do not know. Oh, Virgin Master's got to fucking die. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that is the current the current plan. So I was here to grab you, see what's going on. We got to cut. We she starts getting up. We can't stay here. This plot needs to be fucking cut out. Yes, but it, I don't. Is this related? I don't know. I was thinking she looks around. initially this might be related because I, the people that um peep the the, uh, the 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 people who are getting brainwashed I think that well they are sort of related in a in a weird way uh, to the um so I, I just uh, him 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 just him. say him just, okay let's say him so there, in a weird way it is him but I don't know if this is related to that because if 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 we were to get the the artifact yeah that might help us w- wait which artifact do you mean the one that the uh, Yeska stole. 
Oh, uh, you mean the, the bones? Saint Andrew, Saint Andrew's bones. Yes, the, there's only there's, yes, that's only. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The church used to be a fucking. You, well, did, did we explain this yesterday? The church is yes. a safe place, it's but a only with consecrated So if we can get the bones, perhaps we can use them to you know stop him and the king of Tyre oh, yeah. or whatever that is going on there. I mean, and then we can kill the Burgermaster. <laughs> yes, yes, that is not that is not yeah. up for debate. All right, well, 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 yeah, well, all right. Fuck. Well, just get... well, what do you what do you want to do? Do you want to stay here? Do you want to? Because how, just... how close were they to fucking summoning the king of tongues? I uh, they, they 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 got of tongues, and we've tried. Uh, Pip is there now. He's he's wiping off. They got the... th- they got two of the fucking three words. They got two of the three words. <laughs> how many tongues? Um, <laughs> I want to be like oh like because like, uh, we can't. I didn't. Did count you burn them. the fucking site down? Uh, well, uh, Pip is there. It was um, scrubbing off the the. Um... Well, is this, that's just gonna. That's not gonna fucking do. She well, it's, it's, it's in the middle of the market. Want to burn down a, a a a place in the middle of the market? She puts her head in her hands, <laughs> as you can see. Um, but we burnt the tongues, and we've uh, Pippi scrubbing off the. Well, the, you burnt the tongues. That doesn't matter anymore. Those tongues are bled dry. Oh. They need new tongues anyway. Yeah, all we, we need to do a bunch is of tongues get. No all we need to do is get rid of all the tongues. She says sarcastically. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I didn't. I just. I. You... No, it's fine. It's fine. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I'm sorry. I, this. This is. Big. <laughs> I I start nodding because I'm like I think the only thing keeping him here is perhaps and I do the gesture for Strad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So cool. If, um, you see the the predicament. Yeah, yeah. Do we just very quickly see what this this boy has to say? Um, the door opens and the headmistress returns with. Yes, Scott. When that happens, you also spot because you're turning around to just look in the right direction. Cribbit, who is, this entire time has been standing in the corner. You can see, after your conversation with Yenda, there is smoke coming off the pages of Cribbit's book. He's going to start a little fire. <laughs> Yesker walks up to the table and stands in such, in such a manner that you can tell he, presumably, has very quickly become used to being called before the headmistress and standing here for a to be told off. She sits behind the desk. And she says, Yeska, dear, I would like you to... These are uh, Hector and Yenda. They are... She looks at each of you and you can see mentally she's about to say they're with the church. (laughs) But then she just doesn't finish the sentence. (laughs) Fair enough. Yep, that makes sense. Go. (laughs) They are here. And uh, we have a few questions for you, Yeska. First off, I wanted to ask you, uh, you, you've been, you've, I've noticed that you've been speaking with the, the boy, Miliov. She looks at both of you just to make sure that you know, who is also a, uh, a student here. And I just wanted to know, has Miliov said or done anything recently that you think might be, uh, naughty behavior, misbehaving? Has he done anything? Have you seen anything? Yeska blows a big raspberry in her face. <laughs> This kid's cool. <laughs> mm. The headmistress stops, and you can see, like, just she swallows some anger, and she you see, she begins questioning Yeska. You see that she is way more delicate with Yeska than she has been yeah. with you or Yenda. <laughs> is so when they came in, because yeah. I'm assuming they do. I notice that 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 mist. Yeah, is it clean to her at all, or and is it clean to the boy? It does not cling to her. It kind of parts as she walks, like she's like okay. she's Moses. However, 
The boy, it is clinging to him. It's not coming from him, but you can see that it seems to like him and it's grabbing onto him. Is it kind of like, is it sort of like, you know, is it going into his nose, mouth, ears, kind of any kind of like, you know, place where could actually like say almost possess him or like enter his body as it, it doesn't were? doesn't seem or like a kind possession, of no. around him? No, it's it like, like on his body kind of thing or is it more just sort of like, yeah, I like you. It just seems to like him, yeah. It doesn't seem to be... I mean, it's not like it isn't mm. passing through him, but it's it doesn't seem like possession entering him. It seems like it likes him. Actually, you would notice if you've got your divine sense up, the headmistress continues to ask questions of him, and he keeps giving very rude or mean answers. Sometimes he outright calls her names. He calls her really awful things, calls her like a bitch, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. He gets... He doesn't get aggressive or he doesn't get violent. He does get aggressive. Mm -hmm. But any time he has that sort of a response, you can see that the mist seems to it seems to latch onto him even tighter. More of it comes towards him. It seems to really like it when he is being when he's acting up and being naughty. You can see the headmistress almost physically becomes smaller. She Mm. seems paler, weaker. It really looks like she is dying inside that Yeska is being so awful. And when that happens, yep. you can see that it stops receding around her and kind of approaches her. Okay, so it's kind of like almost sucking hope. A little bit, a yeah. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it similar? I guess I'm like, it's similar to that inky black in, in, a, in a way of how, uh, with, with the sort of... Te- um, can I? Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're sort of getting nowhere, maybe just interject. I'm like, excuse me. Um, sorry. It it seems the headmistress. Oh, I, could, oh, I don't want to interrupt her so much because she's also. I don't want to get. Um, <laughs> may, I also maybe just wait until either she's either done or at least there might be a a lull where I could interject. All right, that would probably happen, mm-hmm. but the second you try to interject, the headmistress looks at you and. You thought she was angry before, but when she looks at you, it's Mm -hmm. like she wants to strike you. And then she slams the table in front of you. Yender also jumps. You see that is shocked Yender as well. When that happens, you can see that the mist begins to start clinging to the headmistress as well. But after she slams the table in front of you, there's a brief pregnant pause, and then she... It's like... It's like something else came over her. She shakes her head. The mist once again recedes from her. And looking at you, she says, I'm sorry. I, that, I don't know where that came from. <clears throat> Maybe under my breath. I'm like, I think I do. Sorry. Uh, if, you, if I could have a, a very quick moment with um, the boy. The headmistress stands up. She seems very preoccupied. What she just did to you seems to have ups- mm-hmm. upset her. She walks. She nods and says, I'm going to make myself a cup of tea. And then she walks out of the room. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I want to uh, uh, sort of like kneel down, uh, so we're sort of eye level with Yeska. Yeska, yeah. Um, Yeska, so you, your father used to work for the, the church, yes? <laughs> he spits in your face. Wasn't very nice. Um, but that is okay. You're angry, I can see that. He turns around and maybe... is going to leave. Perfect. I grab his shoulder. Uh-huh. I cast protection from evil and good. Oh, that's a cool move. All right. Penia, with her hands on your shoulders, you can see with Herculean effort. That's funny. He's only half a god. With Herculean <laughs> effort, she is able to channel energy into you from her. It feels like she physically becomes lighter and wispier behind you, but... You cast protection from good and evil upon Yeska, and you see the mist recede from him quickly. You ever, have you ever seen a drop of soap being soapy water being put into like oil? food dye? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah oil. Yeah, yeah. 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 You've seen how it like just explosively almost recedes away. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what the mist does. It recedes away from Yeska really powerfully, really quickly. And Yeska turns around, and you can see it's like something's been lifted off him. Are you okay, Yeska? He looks around. It is okay. He it starts is okay. crying. It's okay. It is okay. I yeah, I just bring him in for a hug. I yeah, I can't not. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I Zamet might cry. I don't know. <laughs> Come here. Into your chest, you you don't hear. It's like you feel the bi- vibrations of his words. You hear him wail into your chest, Papa. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry that you have lost your father. I am so very sorry. Now, you do you know what happened to the to the thing under the altar in Papa's church? <sighs> Miliov has it. Miliov has it. Thank you very much, Jessica. You're so you're being so so very brave. You're being so very brave. Are you? I just hold him. I just hold him and let him. Like, he continues just... to cry and cry and cry and cry. After a few minutes. The headmistress comes back with that cup of tea. She sees what's happening, and you see that she begins weeping as well. She's very silently just standing in the corner watching you weep. Yender puts a hand on Yeska's shoulder, but then she looks at you with a very comforting gaze. Hector, you are looking into Yender's face, and you see that she weeps for the hopelessness and the, the trials, the tribulations, the horrors of this world. And you see that her tears are Penia's tears. And if you were not crying before, you are crying now. It moves you to your very soul. Okay. You can see Cribbit is also crying. And he kind of says, mostly to himself, I could never create such a sad story. He 
looking at you, you see like admiration in his face. Uh, maybe looking up uh, at um, uh, the headmistress. There, there is something here that um, is definitely affecting everybody. And right now, it is not affecting Jessica. But that will not last for a while. If it is okay with you, could I perhaps take him to the church? She nods. She stands aside and lets you walk out with, uh, with Jessica. I uh, yeah, pick him up, kind of just carrying him. Okay. Uh, and then I'm just like, we will be back later to, to deal with um, everything else, if this is okay with you. She yes. nods. She doesn't say anything. She's just quietly crying. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we, we start walking out and uh, make a yeah, beeline the to the... does not want to touch you or... You've now noticed as well, yet when Yender moves, it recedes from her as well. It actually makes a bigger birth for her than anyone else. Even with the protection from good and evil, mm-hmm. it seems literally afraid of Yender. Interesting. All right. I'll store that in the old noggin. Mm. Um, okay. They, and uh, then when you leave the orphanage, it's no longer, it's just kind of clinging to the orphanage itself. It yeah. comes out of it like in waves, like it's water that is gushing out of every tap and force it. It falls out of the windows and pools around the orphanage. Okay. Uh, you leaving still, into the distance. Still holding, uh, still holding Yaska. I'll, I'll, I'll mention to, to Yend. I'll just say to Yend, like, okay, we need to, um, uh, I guess drop off Jeska to to the church to the father, see if he can just um, care for him f- for the night or something, and t- to make sure that he does not get swept back up in in Miliov and all of that. And we can deal with this maybe tomorrow. But right now, I think we ha- we both know that we have bigger fish to fry. Yender nods and just moves with you. Maybe actually, she gestures to hold the boy. Of course, I um. Yeah. Oh, she's so little. gives <laughs> um, uh, 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 She whispers something to Yeska, and he shakily stands up, and holding hands, they walk together. Oh, that's Jessica. nice. Uh, I guess as we have seeing uh, Yeska holding Yenda's hand, I might just quickly, because his his father was a was an apprentice, priest, priest. apprentice, yeah. right? He probably doesn't have the best association with the church. <laughs> Potentially not. That's true. Um, uh, Yenda, perhaps it might be best if we, we all head to the Blue Water Inn. Yenda considers it and then says, well, it's not like there's any protection at the church right now, I suppose. Yeah, that is a good point. As it's no longer a consecrated place, there's not like, yes. if a demon shows up or something like that, it's just going to kill the priest and, hey, yes- and the boy. Hey, Yeska, <laughs> do, you, uh, have you, do you like dogs? Yeska is... No, he's calmed down a bit. Yender, you can see, is just, as with adults, men, women, anything uh, uh, anything, anything besides. Breathe, really. Yeah, yeah, just people who are capable of hearing. She just has a way with kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Yender has quite calmed down since being at the orphanage. You can tell that something has been blocking his ability to mourn. Mm. And so it is everything that has happened to him recently. It's all coming out now. Mm. But with Yender at his side, it's there's something bolstering him. And he is able to answer, which he would not normally be able to do. And he nods and says, yes. I know a, a, a dog that could really use some friendship right now. Well, let, let's head to the Blue Water Inn. As you walk away from the orphanage, you can hear distantly... I'll carry the coffin. Who'll bear the pole? 
I said the crow, I'll bear the pall. Yep. Yeah. You want to go, Gash, you're sitting at a table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn, we yeah, are. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Action City. <laughs> yeah. May, I, I probably just, I've given him the, the lay of the, the situation, I think, already. Maybe I've drawn a, as I have in real life, a little kind of a <laughs> map of the various relationships yeah. of everyone in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so me and Hector made the mistake of getting involved in small town politics, and the end result is... Ah, yes, small-town politics, yeah, he never says. smart. He it, seems to know exactly what you mean. And so the end result is that we might have to... I Like, look around the tavern. Is it just us? It, no, it's getting on, so there's a few more people Well, now. then maybe I, like, I lean in conspiratorially and I put my hand... It's so funny, you know, like, you put your hand over your mouth so no one yeah. can hear you, but as a dragonborn, i got to put it up the end of my snout. <laughs> Kill the burgermaster, I say. <laughs> Gogash gets a very serious expression. He knows the weight of what you're planning. And he, looking back at you, says in a similarly hushed tone, "Uh, Chauncer and I, we uh, passed the Burgermaster's mansion. It, I would not describe it as a fortress, but but it is not going to be easy. Yeah, I I mean, morally, it went way on my soul. The Burgermaster's a sort of piece of shit, so it's... (laughs) <laughs> look it's, but uh, yeah in terms of practicality I, it's going to be and then in terms of consequences I mean who knows but in, in terms of priority I, I think that's where we need to begin uh, also maybe I would have actually already explained this that they're, uh, the cult and therefore very possibly the town guard are hunting us or at least have were kind of wanted criminals, but then maybe I'd be like, but also like a, a good portion of the town guard are sort of enslaved by the watery mess. So those ones, I mean, it's just it's so messy. The door opens and a man steps in. You see, he he's not actually stepping into the building. He just opens the door and steps halfway through. So he's got one foot outside, one foot inside. Uh-oh. He looks across the bar at Danica. Danica looks at him. He nods. And Pip, you see he puts up four fingers as a quite obvious gesture to Danica. Okay. Then D- Danica goes a little pale, nods back at him, and he closes the door. Danica looks at you, Pip. Have you made any enemies today? Danica, I, I, I hate to say it, but yes, a couple. Come, she says. I like Jessica Gogash to stand up as well. All right, you both get up. I'll pick up Chaucer, I guess. And as you're approaching the bar, Danica, Danica points at a Gogash and says, Him too? No, actually, no. You, sit right? down. I talk to a Gogash. A Gogash nods. Okay, yeah, no, not him. You too, sit down at the bar. They, they maybe sit down facing away from the door, sitting at the bar. Mm-hmm. Danica leads you into the back of the Blue Water Inn. You've probably never been here. Yeah, yeah. But it's just kind of a kitchen slash where they store some stuff area. She opens a trap door, and you can see a little crawl space. Mm-hmm. Inside the crawl space, there is some more storage in there. I should say, actually, no, more than just opening a trap door. She pulls a rug aside. Underneath, there is a trap door that mm-hmm. is sitting perfectly flush. You wouldn't have spotted it if not for the fact that Danica reaches up her sleeve, pulls out a key, inserts it into what you thought was just a gap in the wood, mm-hmm. but then unlocks it, opens a extra crawl space, and you she gestures for you to get in there. I like start climbing down, and I'm like, uh, Hector, too, a- and uh, Cribbit, the frog. 
Danica nods and says, just remain quiet. I will deal with this. Okay. She closes it and presumably puts the rug back in place. You can hear, this is kind of, this crawl space is the entirety of the bottom floor. So mm-hmm. you could be under, under anywhere you wanted to right now, but you are in complete darkness. Can right I now. hear well enough what's happening in the bar? Yeah, you can. You All strain right. your, you've got to strain your ears, but you can kind of hear. It's probably better to not move than sure. to crawl underneath and make myself known. Danica, you hear, returns to the bar. As you can see, actually, maybe there is a slight little bit of light, like yeah. little filtered pieces of light here and there yeah, from sure. cracks Through the floorboards. in the floorboards. Yeah, You can see or hear and partially see from the little bit of light. Mm. Several people walk towards the bar and then someone speaks a, a older male Barovian voice. We are looking for Pip Mandarin. We know he is staying here. You hear Danica respond. He is not here. He, uh, I have not seen him in some hours. Why? Is he wanted for something? The guard pauses for a moment and says, yes, he is wanted for murder and vandalism. Murder? Oh, I did kill that guy. (laughs) Danica hesitates and says, yes, I expect very little of Pip, but this is even beneath that. The guard, after a moment, says, yeah, whatever. Okay, that's good. Well, if you see him, let us know. Do not attempt to inform him that we are looking for him, and do not allow him to escape. This is your last warning, Danica. The footfalls leave the tavern. Okay, I'm going to wait for Danica to open the trap door. I'm not going to do it myself. Danica returns, opens the trap door. And looking down at you says, what did you do? I clamber out of the trap door. I mean, Danik, the moment I came back, it all just... I'm going to explain effectively the events of the day. Danica Danica gets paler and paler as you continue to explain. If you, It's probably not good for me to be here at the Blue Water Inn. I can find somewhere else. She shakes her head and says, you are safe nowhere else within this city. You must stay here. But you're not safe while I'm here. She thinks on that for a moment. She, looking at you, looks you up and down, and you feel like she's trying to get a measure of you. She finally says, this should be a matter for me and my husband to decide. Uh, Wait here. She turns and walks away. I'll maybe, I guess I probably won't leave where I'm standing. It would feel weird to go sit down again, so... Agogash ducks his head in through the the bar area. Is everything... Well, everything is not okay, I heard. Did you hear? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Agogash, I heard. Who did you kill? I... uh, Before, when we arrived and I was in the cart, uh, two of the ensorcelled people were attacking a third uh, non-ensorcelled person, and I tried to, you know, make them leave with arrows, and unfortunately, well, one of them passed away. A gurgash. Let's that sit for a mm-hmm. moment. And then he nods and says, Well, um, I want you to know that as hated as you are within this town, I have a lot of care for you, and I will not abandon a companion. Thank you, Gogesh. That's very nice of you. Uh, but if I have to leave, then I'll just leave. I can stay on the outskirts of town or, or 
In the sewers, perhaps? I don't think you'd be able to safely escape. It will be either staying here or death for you, he says. <laughs> if I must, I will fight by your side. I, and as I would probably, have to carry on your memory. <laughs> <laughs> like a long, a long pause and then like a, thanks, Agogesh. He it's very kind of you. He returns to the bar. <laughs> After he goes back to the bar, Danica and Erwin mm. come into the back area with you. Erwin says, we have had the quick deliberation about what is going on. We, we think, at least for the time, that you should stay here. Or at least that you should consider this place somewhere you can hide. Until, at the very least, we understand the extent of how badly how bad things are here for you. If if the Burgermaster is willing to tear this town apart to find you, then we will smuggle you out. But if this is a passing thing or something that can be dealt with, you should stay within the city under our protection. Uh, th- thank you to the two. I mean, it's more than I deserve. So, um, yes, I'll, I'll do my best to make sure it's wrapped up. Danica puts a hand on your shoulder and says... There is no point in keeping an organization that opposes Strahd's secret if it does not at the very least sometimes oppose Strahd. I give a tight-lipped smile. I, uh, I think I need to get back to planning. See if I can wrap this up quickly. They nod. Danica clears a table in the back area here for you and mm-hmm. sets down a chair. You may work here. Appreciated. A go, Gash. Also, Gash and Jorsar enter. <laughs> Danica takes one look at them and then starts clearing a bigger table. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, you sit there as one of the boys comes over and starts preparing vegetables and meat for cooking later tonight. Yeah, no worries. All right, at about this time, Hector has lost. Holy, uh, highs. You get to the Blue Water Inn without any trouble. Excellent news. You walk in, Danica's behind the bar. As soon as you step in, Danica gestures for you to come over. Uh, can I, I beeline to her? Yes. Is this one, uh, she points at Yender. Actually, maybe she just addresses Yender. <laughs> uh, Yender uh, and Hector, have the two of you been in contact much today? You left separately, but Hector, you are wanted by the town guard. That makes sense. All right. <laughs> yes, okay, I can see why. All right. Um, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Yender looks at you as well and says, what did you fucking do? Uh, you see, the, the, the town guards seem to be, they're the ones, tongues. I look at Yender. Oh, right, right. The Burgeon Master. Oh, fuck. Am I associated with this? Yender says at Danica. Danica shakes her head and says, I do not think that they want you as well. What about the frog? Who is the child? <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, um, right. Uh, this is um, Yeska. He's, he needs to be... A lot has happened. Um, where's the dog? A man walks up to the bar, leans over, quite clearly wishing to talk to Danica. Danica ignores your conversation immediately, leans forward and lets the man whisper into her ear. Do you try to eavesdrop? Yeah. You hear him whispering into Danica's ear, and the grung. he leans back from the table and as he's about to leave away Danica stops him and gestures for him to come in again she whispers into here you rolled enough you you can hear this conversation Danica whispers back to him the the halfling Yenda do they want her as well the man shakes his head and says no just the dragonborn 
the angel man and the little grung guy. He hops back, looks at you, Hector, and gives you a very determined nod. Like he kind of, you get the impression of like someone about to go into battle, basically. (laughs) Okay. All right. He turns and walks away from the bar. I give him the same nod back and then I go back to Danica. Uh, So this is... Uh, the yeah. two of you, uh, the uh, the the amazing. I am so sorry, but you are now a wanted criminal within this town. You didn't realize, but Cribbit has switched from his book to a loot. And <laughs> when you hear you are a wanted criminal in this town, you hear ba da da dung. Oh, the little bard he was with his chosen story. But his story turns <laughs> to a worry. <laughs> now I am wanted, but will I survive? As <laughs> he does a little guitar solo. It's you hate how much you love it. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, fellow adventurer. If you're picking up what we're putting down and want more D&D content, we have just what you need to scratch that itch. D&D is for Nerds Plus, the symbol, not the word, where you can listen to select campaigns that were once only available to Sanspants Plus members. The further adventures of the Grey Hill Free Company if you want shorter campaigns with beautiful guests, and D&D is for Nerds, not Ognot, where all our non-canon D&D adventures go to rest. Just search for D&D is for Nerds on your favorite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of D&D podcast discovery.